0: everyone my name's hannah and i'm abby and we are the The homegirl hustlers we are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset lifestyle and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. We're so happy to have you guys here with us this week. This week's episode is all about the non-glamorous life of an entrepreneur. We do have a special guest with us, which we'll get to in one second. But when it comes to this episode, we wanna talk about the life of an entrepreneur because it may seem glamorous at a glance. You know, when you have an entrepreneur, you think they get to be their own boss, control their own schedule, prioritize whatever they decide, the list goes on. What you don't see are the challenges, obstacles, and hurdles that they face, loneliness, anxiety, sleepless nights, and more that they have to work through in order to reach goals and move forward towards success. In this episode, we are going to get real with our special guest, John, owner of The Cycle Station, a successful cycle studio in College Station, Texas, about the non-glamorous things that entrepreneurs don't love talking about and all the challenges that come with owning your own business. All right, John, we're so happy to have you. So
1: glad to be here. So glad to be here.
0: So if you guys don't remember, we actually had John as a special guest on one of our episodes. It was episode 17, and we actually had him talking about how to start a small business. And it was a really amazing episode. John gave so many amazing tips. So if you're interested in, again, listening to that episode about how to start a small business, definitely listen to episode 17. We wanted to have him back. Now we're on episode fifty-three, so it's been a while, <laughs> and we wanted to get him back on here to really talk about the realness of the challenges, the obstacles, and the lows that, again, entrepreneurs don't love talking about all the time.
1: Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> no, that's exciting. It's it's a it's so glad to be back with y'all. Also, nice to be able to share another part of the journey of being a business owner and entrepreneur as such and it's kind of it's a fun time for sure,
2: yeah, so let's get right into it. So we want to hear about your top challenge when it comes to running your business.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges is literally having to every day reinvent what you are doing or perfect what you're doing, whether it's getting new customers taking care of your original customers or making your product ours being the cycle station, more visible, but also more approachable and more visual for people to see out there. That's a huge challenge because, you know, I think people oftentimes, in my opinion, can sit at a round table and talk about how to do it. But until you're actually there on the field, running the plays, find out what works and what does not work, that's where you really start to see where the challenge is and also kind of see where, you know... Hey, though it might have said we might do it this way in the book on paper, you don't know any better until you're actually into the moment. So that's the biggest challenge.
0: Abby's smiling over here like, yes, that's very relatable when it comes to the challenges. I mean, and then when it comes to all that, is there anything else in specific? Because I know you gave a broad sense of all that. Is there anything else in specific when it comes to the challenges that you face, like an instance or a scenario that you could walk us through?
1: A good example is when you have an idea of, okay, let's run a sale on our class packages or whatever, and in your mind you think, okay, this is going to work so well, it's the right time, it's the right percentage off, and you barely get anything that you might need from that. That makes it very difficult because the sad part is you can try so many times, but oftentimes you feel a little more discouraged because not everything works all at once. And that's the biggest thing. So that's a great example just of like, you know, trying to run a sale and thinking, okay, we're going to make money from this. Everyone's going to be happy. We're going to be helping them out. And then no one bites. And that, again, that's so hard because you personally, you feel a little bit defeated each and every time, but you have to get back, you know, on the horse, go back to the well and say, okay, what are we going to do next and do better to kind of make this work again? And that, that's very... It's very hard. It just, it is. It is.
2: Yes. I was going to ask, what do you do when something like that happens? But you kind of said it, get back on the horse, go back to the whiteboard and figure out how you're going to continue to move forward with whatever you were advancing towards rather than looking back and being discouraged.
1: Well, and I'm a big believer and only as I get a little bit older and a little more seasoned what I'm doing that cliche of like, you know, if you're looking backwards, you're not going to see what's coming in front of you. So you're going to miss something and you might fall, you know, say you might fall and even fall again. So the biggest thing is you have to kind of say, OK, what did I learn from that? How can I make it better? What can I do for the next step? And the prayer that you have every day is, you know, the next best thing is going to work for you. But I mean, I think the hardest thing is you... You try and you try and it just, it just might not work. You might have, it's kind of like playing Russian roulette. You know what I'm saying? You might be up, you might be down, but you might have a streak of bad luck, but you still got to, you know, you have to go back because people that have taken the adventure, have taken the big step, have make that commitment to run their own business, be an entrepreneur. You know, we do it because we're driven people. You know what I'm saying? And just because we don't rent every race or, you know, win every idea does not mean that, hey, we're going to quit. I mean, it literally has to... Well, it's
0: not your identity. Like your, your identity is not in how successful or not your business is at any time.
1: And it's been, I think that's such an important thing you said. It's not one's identity, but you have to know what your identity is before you even enter into it. I call it like a good foundation. Otherwise, everything from there on up will be rocky, and that is something I just think it's so funny you said that because that's something I was talking to a different mind about the other day. We have to have that solid foundation, knowing inside who we are. If something does not work, it is not necessarily us. We always have a role to play, but it's not necessarily us. Literally, what can we look for in thyself and listening to others with positive feedback? And go to become better, but not be so discouraged that we're never going to play the game again.
0: And going off of that, I think something to make a note of is, especially for me, you know, when Abby and I started Boost Your Brand and all this stuff, it was like when something didn't go our way or when we tried something and it didn't work out. I feel like you feel or maybe it's just me, but I felt so much responsibility for that way more than if I was working for someone else. working in a different company. If I made a mistake and I was working in a different company, working for another person who was my boss, I feel like I would feel a little bit more safer of, oh, I made a mistake. You know, they'll work with me to correct it. I'm still learning. It's still new. And you don't feel as much responsibility when it's your own company, because when it's your own company as an entrepreneur, you feel like, oh, my gosh, every all the weights on my shoulders, you know, you have to be able to perform. You have to be able to have the ideas that you have work and you want to be able to make it all work out. But the reality is that's just not how life is. And to accept that, like we're all saying when it comes to this is to accept that responsibility and say, you know, it's okay. My identity isn't here. And, you know, again, adapt from this, learn from this and keep moving, keep going, keep growing. That's really the key because I feel like it's so easy to, Feel all the weight on your shoulders and be like, oh, man, like, I really wish that would have worked out the way I wanted it to. or I really wish I didn't make this mistake or I would have thought this through differently. But instead, again, reminding yourself, hey, you're not perfect. You're not God. It's okay. And you have people around you to support you and love you. And like you said, you have you have that good foundation you can continue to move forward. despite. Like you
1: said, it's, it's making that extra step, which I think a lot of us kind of negate or forget about making that extra step of saying, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I apply that to be better next time and perfect your next step? That's the biggest thing. Not, I think so often myself included, I've made the mistake of, we tried it that way. It didn't work. Let me try it that way again and see if it works the next time well chances are it won't which also means i'm a little bit caught up on myself when i need to say okay what did i learn from it how can i apply that to do something different next time and that could be i mean that could mean like you know your timing during the day when you want to go and clean or you know go wash towels before you have to get ready for something else it's it's it could mean anything you can apply that to anything in your life so that's the part about that
0: i love that like well, no that's definitely valid oh, I think that takes us into our next question that we have for you. So we talked about some of the challenges that you face and you talked a little bit about how you have worked to overcome them. Our next question kind of goes a little bit deeper. We want to know what has been the lowest point you've reached when it comes to running your business and how did you work to overcome it? And this is super like person to person. So it's you and how you saw like whatever your lowest Um, point was.
1: You know, the hardest part is I think when you own your own business is the mindset of, oh my gosh, we're gonna have this great product, you know, that everyone's gonna love, and the people are gonna be lined up at the door to buy it. And they're gonna just be out there, you know, waiting in line to buy a membership or a or class pack tomorrow. And the problem comes in and the truth that I still have to remind myself, because it's true, no, they won't. They just they shall not. You know what I'm saying? They might trickle in during the week, but no one's going to be knocking down your door to say, Hey, John, let's go and let's buy. I mean, that's just not part of the deal. That being said, you know, the bills consistently come in, but sometimes, you know, the people just don't consistently come in. And the thing about that is you have to stop and say, Hey, what can I do to make this better? Now that's been the most challenging time because sometimes the money's not there and you have to figure out what can I move around? What can I make work without trying to get too discouraged by doing so in order to make it work as the first when we open a year, it's hard. It's just, it's incredibly, incredibly hard. And that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, the money's not going to always be there when you think it should be. It might arrive the next day, (laughs) but you know, if you're honest with whomever, you know, like your banker or like your other employees to say, Hey, this might need to work more like this, just this time. Chances are you won't make that mistake again or that bad you know, bad, bad luck or windfall won't come. That's the biggest thing.
2: Yes. And when it comes to, I like how you mentioned a lot of it is rooted in like your expectations. Because again, it kind of ties right back to the beginning where when you make a plan, it might not go as planned. And it's not about how you react, it's about how you bounce back right, from right. not going as planned.
1: Yeah. So, and that, I think that's a, I think that's a learning lesson. I think that it might feel unfamiliar to say, Hey, okay, we're going to get back on today. That might be a little unfamiliar to us, but the more we do it, the more that becomes, you know, a great habit that we kind of fall into of how to let's get back on, let's get back in the game. Because otherwise I believe for myself personally, if I don't do that, nothing really ever gets better. It kind of gets in a horrible low, like a dark valley. And the problem comes in, you're unable to unable to motivate, aka attract people to you to start buying from you. That's what's so important. If you're in a dark place, that's why you want to build on those skills, the foundation of, okay, we're going to jump back in. We're going to jump back on and see if we can make a difference tomorrow. And I think though it's easy to get discouraged You already have it, like Dorothy said, in the Wizard of Oz within yourself, to go ahead and keep on going back and we can do it again. So that's huge, that's huge.
0: And I like what you said, like when you started and you were talking about everything, what you said too with, hey, when we start a business, when anyone starts a business, most likely you're gonna be so excited. You're gonna have all this anticipation. You're gonna work so hard and you're like, oh my goodness, like you said, I'm building this great product, I'm building this great service. There's a need. The proof is there. The business plan is there. And you have all this excitement around you. And then it's almost like when it doesn't exceed your expectations, like you anticipate it to. Right. It's like, wow. It's that's a reality slap in the face. Right. Of like, wow, I really thought this good. And then you can almost start questioning yourself. Right. And you start questioning, was this really as good as I thought it was? Right. Am I just, you know, was it my pride or my ego that was lifting that up of, wow, this is really going to be great and it wasn't, or this was going to meet my expectations and be great and it wasn't. And I think that's really important, like you said, of to have your expectations too, like real of that's okay if it's not going to exceed your expectations. Now it's time to work. Right. Now it's time to put the work in to make this go. Right. I mean, we've worked with owners too, where it's a newer product to market. And so when it comes to them, you know, having their product, it's like, "Oh, it's a great product. We got a great strategy. Now it's just going to go." Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't just go on its own. Like it doesn't just set wings and fly. There are so many moving pieces that you have to put in place. And even you see the statistics, you know, you're not going to profit probably the first year. You might not profit for 4 years depending on what it's going to look like. And you have to have those expectations because Abby and I have talked about this in other episodes, but having those crazy expectations can really hit you down. And if that gets you down, when everyone's looking at you, your employees, your coworkers, or whoever is looking at you for excitement and motivation for the company, and you're just down and you sit there, you know, that's when it can really too take a turn for the worst.
1: Right. And that's a big thing too. You should always be honest with people, but you don't You don't want to have them see you in a state of like, you know, total, how should I say, not disarray, but total like destruction or, you know, with thyself. Because I think the reason that people are able to be business owners and business leaders is because... They have that drive within them to kind of get up a little bit more to say, hey, you know what? might not be the best day, but I still have to get out there and present as though it's going to be okay. Because people want a leader as such. Not someone who's going to always answer to defeat, but someone who's going to say, you know what? We're going to step up. We're going to figure this out. We might not have the answer today, but we are going to figure this out some way, somehow. And that's huge. That's huge.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. John, that was literally amazing. I just... I was pointing to the camera. I'm like, you need to say this to the camera. Well, because- I think
1: sometimes we forget that we have it within us. I think we all have that drive within us. <laughs> we just have to remember that it's there and we have to use it not only to help ourselves, but to help others, you know, well,
0: that's your job as a leader. Your job is, I don't care if you've had the worst day and you're going through it. You sh- it's like a family. Think about the family, think about the mom and the dad of the family. They may be poor and broke and suffering Yet you hear these crazy stories of them going to the store for their kid's birthday and spending all like just whatever little much they have on just showing that kid a good time for their birthday or getting them this little gift or being able to put food on the table and trying to suffer with an attitude still of gratefulness and positivity. And it's just that's the same with business. You know, that doesn't mean you lie or you're fake. No, no, no. That means that you are rooted and you have this peace about you as a leader where, Hey, even though the times are rocky right now, even though you may be hitting a low, you're still going to have a good attitude and push through. You're still going to get back up and not let it keep you down.
1: And that positive attitude will help you get up quicker. Nothing is perfect. I believe in a statement very much so that says you have to live life on life's terms right now. That's very hard for me because what that saying is, you know what, John, people don't always get good luck every single month. You know what, John, things are not always okay every single month, but you live life on life's terms. And it's how we react to those terms, honestly, that paves the way for the avenue that's ahead of us. If we start to get that attitude of the world's against us, no one likes us, no one's going to shop and buy. In the end, truthfully, they probably will not. However, if we say, you know what, this is not the best time right now, but some way somehow we're going to become a little bit better, step out of our own comfort zone. Things really, I do believe, even for myself, they do get better. They just do get better. And that's that's the biggest thing.
2: Yes, I love that. I was just reading my Gospels yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of the verses that I went by, it was literally like, when things go bad, it was kind of pushing the narrative of stand firm in, in what you're doing. Don't let things move you and always give your full self to the work that you're doing know that you're not doing it in vain. And I think a lot of the times when we get discouraged, we forget that, hey, there's a bigger purpose here. Hey, you're doing this for something bigger than yourself. And like, just like you're saying, you don't want to let it knock down everything because that energy is transferred, not even just like, Environment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you know, not to be shaken or swerved in any other way. But God also calls us in Mm -hmm. Matthew five, Matthew five fourteen, he talks about being the light. And the most important thing to remember about that is he God encourages us to say, Hey, we got to be the light at all times, like a city shining on a hill. And the biggest thing about that is that says no matter The current situation, no matter what you might think the outcome might be, you're called to be a light to let others be able to see, hey, there is hope. And so often we can tell that to people, we can even try to show that, but if we don't believe it ourselves, that foundation we talked about earlier, then there's really nothing there. That's why it's so important to every day, as much as we can, to come back to that foundation to say, hey, thy shall not build a house on the sand talk about the foolish man come on now
2: <laughs> here we go wait hold up that can i just finish off with one last verse cuz right now we're preaching we're not podcasting we are preaching, preaching. <laughs> the last oh, verse man. i'm going to add is guard your heart above all else because that is their source of light that's the source of life yes and like as we're saying again just reiterating hey if you don't guard yourself, your heart from all these things that are discouraging, all these things that are trying to knock you down, there is no way you're going to be a source of light for anyone. So be that light, protect yourself.
1: Ugh. yes. God. Yes. God. yes. And, there, and there are many, there are I'm many, many. I'm taking you guys
0: to church today, all girl <laughs> yeah. hustlers.
1: But there are many obstacles that do come in our way. And though we can try to guard ourselves from them because we're thinking, okay, I know. Uh, 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 they're just, you never know what anger they're going to come out of. You know, you get a payroll tax bill that you're not expecting that's like due in five days. You're thinking, what else is due in five days? Oh, my gosh. How are we going to get all that done? The payroll might be higher. Oh, my gosh. How are we going to get that? Oh my, It's already the first rent. Stu- There's all these different things that might come out of nowhere, no matter how much you plan for them. But again, it's having that foundation. Of, OK, got to come back, regroup and be ready to go again to say, how can we conquer this That's what makes the difference. That's what makes people truly successful versus those who desire to be successful.
2: Amen. (laughs) Well, that leads us to question three. This one, again, just very deep. We're focusing on the things that are not as glamorous. So have you experienced things like loneliness, anxiety, et cetera, when running your business? Tell us about it and what you've been able to do to cope with it or work through it.
1: Well, The thing about it is, which no one talks about because it's not fun, you know, when you own a business and you're responsible for it, you don't get any sleep. You know, my alarm, I run every morning about five miles a day. So my alarm naturally goes off at 5 a.m. every single morning. But a little twinge at 320 every morning makes me think, oh my gosh, I have to get these things done. Then at 428, my body says, okay, you got to get out of bed now and get them done because It is that inner voice that is anxiety driven. It is that complete sense of being unsettled because you know, there's a lot that rides on this business in which you created essentially, you know what I'm saying? And you guys out there who run their own businesses or like, you know, or or full-time parents or moms, dads, whatever, it's on your shoulders and you do feel that you do feel that. And that's something that, you know, it burns within your soul. I will say, you know, it's a choice we did make. I will say that. It very much says what we signed up for, but it can be very lonely because a lot of people don't understand it. Your your partner, your spouse might understand it because they're thinking, hey, just chill out, man. Let's just be, you know, not, not think about it. us turn it off. Well, it doesn't turn off because if it turns off, that means there's no business that comes in. If it turns off, that means that something's not getting done, and those little problems, which are real, becomes big problems, I don't believe in. I do believe that there's no such thing as big problems. I believe there are little problems that are never taken care of that create big problems, but there's no such thing as a big problem. So, But the problem, truthfully, is that's just constantly running underneath as an undercurrent is you believe that You can solve everything today and it cannot be solved today. It cannot be solved today. It's a fine line. So I hear people say, well, we can't do that. We'll do it tomorrow. I don't mean procrastinate, but I do mean work on something every single day, trying to get a little bit done. Don't push something off till tomorrow, but wait and say, hey, we're going to take this today, a little bit tomorrow and so forth and so forth. That's huge, huge. So. You know, I think that the anxiety is, it's due from a lack of sleep. (laughs) The loneliness comes from the fact that a lot of people don't understand that in my instance, I'll use me for example, we just don't get to, you know, show up and be on a bike and like work out three hours a day and then work a tour at nighttime for dinner. It just doesn't work that way. So, I mean, even if it does on some rare occasion, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Look at that Amex bill. No, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, that took so much effort. But I think sometimes people don't understand that what goes on behind the scenes to get everything to look so seamless. That's a big deal to me.
2: That's a unique perspective. I think that a lot of the times, unique as in, uh, like you said, a lot of people will not understand Because when it comes to that anxiety, like, Ken and I will jokingly but honestly be like, I have high-functioning anxiety. Abby, I was
0: literally, literally just going to say that because we joke about that all the time.
2: Yeah, and that's like, I'm like, it's it's a double-edged sword, but it is what keeps me going. When people are like, relax, I'm like... I will relax, I'll meditate, I'll make a to-do list, I'll calm myself down, I'll drink some magnesium, you know, whatever needs to be done, it's done. <laughs> drink some tea. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still need to have that spark behind me. I I too had that problem where I have a therapist and I was telling them, they're like, Do you struggle to stay asleep? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I wake up, like you said, 4:30, your body's like. Hey, get up. Your laptop. It's in the other room. Get up. It
1: is. You know, I was telling my John, I said, you know, I try to use that anxiety for good things. When I say that, like, okay, if I'm pacing around, we might as well be vacuuming the floor. No, you want to try to put that put that energy in other places. But the problem comes in and I'm diving off to a different direction. um, Sometimes you have to kind of think, okay, why is that anxiety there? What am I doing to help ease that, not avoid that? That makes sense. So, and it goes back to that that thing of like some things we can change, some things we are responsible for. However, there are some things we cannot change today. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the biggest thing of like, what can we change and fix today? But what can we kind of ease back a little bit on the throttle and say, hey, let's work on that later. That does sometimes help the anxiety. But again, I say that and tomorrow morning, I'll be up at 421 being like, I know I should have said this instead. So,
0: And I feel like that's something we can literally all relate to if you're a business because that's that's like the first thing almost, not all the time, but majority of the time. I mean, for me too, it's like first thing I think about when I wake up, I'm like, okay, like, were there any? are there any fires to put out? Is there anything that happened that went wrong the, the day before that shouldn't have? Like, is there anything that I was like, oh my gosh, I had to get done today and I may have forgotten about? You know, it's like that little... That little high-function anxiety that's like making sure everything's running smoothly. And then like Abby said, you do things to cope with it. Like you do things like meditate and you pray and you are grounded and you have people around you that help you keep you grounded. And going off of that, because this, this conversation is taking us into our next question, but through these challenges and obstacles and anxiety and loneliness and all these things, how do you stay motivated to keep running the business and reaching for success?
1: That's a great question. And I'm just going to answer the exactly the way I think that is the best way to say it. I truly believe in myself. I was told from a young age that with my parents they said, you know, Jonathan, they said you can do anything that you want. You can have anything in the world that you want if you're willing to work for it. So from a very small age, I believed in myself that I could do anything. And I think all of us really can, whether we're told that or not. So don't get that get that confused. I think any of us are able to do anything we want and be as great as we want if we continue or start believing within ourselves. So the main motivation is I do believe in myself strongly, not arrogantly, but very much so strongly. And number two, I'll be real honest. We talked about before in episode 17, I've been through some obstacles that I'm like, well, hell, this is not as bad as that was before, whatever that was before. It's just not. And so if I got through that, whatever that might be, I think I can get through this. I really do. So it's one of those things where I think to be well put, you have courage for yourself. You know, we're talking, people talk about being courageous, you know, for their children, for their spouses, whatever, but finding that courage to go ahead and fight for yourself makes a huge deal to me. It makes a huge difference. And a buddy of mine said, you know, John, when you practice courage, you know, what happens? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens? You might become courageous. So, you know, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. So, but I think it's that true belief within myself, even when I'm not so pleased with myself, I still know, hey, John, you're a lot better than, or you can do, fill in the blank. So.
2: That is beautiful. Like, I couldn't say better myself. That is like the foundation of so much. I know that even I just had a conversation about that with my dad because I was like saying how I'm like, I aspire to just be great. And I was telling my dad and I was like, thank you for telling me when I was younger that I was smart. Thank you for telling me that I could do everything that I can. And he was like, you can never tell anybody enough. And I was like, What? he's like, you can never tell anyone enough. He's like, you can never stop believing that because that's what drives you every day. Like you giving yourselves those little pep talks is going to do a lot for you. If you can intrinsically motivate yourself, like I don't think people understand the value of not needing external validation because at the end of the day, you know what you're worth, you know where you stand, you know what you're capable of, and you know what you will achieve in life. That is such a blessing to see that you have your your heart is Pure enough to be able to hold those beliefs. Not pure enough, but like just the confidence. Um, because there's so many things around us that are toxic and cause us to not believe those things at times. And it hurts to see people going through that. But at the end of the day, if you can accomplish that, you don't need anyone around you to tell you that you are or aren't what you what you say you are.
1: It's funny because I think so often. For my own personal self, I because of my struggle with alcohol, I wavered back and forth of needing people's approval of, oh my gosh, do they think I'm okay? Do they like me? What if I buy them this? What if I do this? What if I go to this? And so that made that, you know, belief in myself and I'm okay hard. But I was at an event, I guess last weekend. And it dawned on me only yesterday, I was like, you know what? I never even got nervous about being around other people. I never got nervous. Like what would they think or what do they do? And that's when I realized, you know why? Because I now have a sturdy, strong belief within thyself. Because whatever that was that happened in my life before, I was able to say, hey, I'm not there anymore. That was worse. I can do okay now. But I just, it dawned on me. It's so weird. So the, the point behind that is... When we truly understand and embrace the belief of believing in thyself, literally, and practice it each and every day, literally, it does get better. It does get better. And I do think yeah. that our businesses get stronger, our relationships get stronger, and that is how we can achieve true success.
2: Oh, I love it. And even just being able to look at your past And be able to say, hey, you got through this rather than, oh, my gosh. Like some people are like, oh, my gosh, I went through all this just to get here. And it's like, ooh, just one little tweak in your mindset can save your day. Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It
2: can really save your day. Well, that leads us to our last question. So, oh, I guess it's a two-part question. So I'll ask you the first part first what advice would you give to someone thinking that entrepreneurship is for them and thinking about running a business? And then I'll, I'll tell you the second question. Answer one at a time. But the second one is what advice would you give to someone struggling right now running their business and dealing with do- doubt and feeling low? So first, tell us what you would tell someone that things, hey, entrepreneurship might be my thing. I want to run a business.
1: I would be real dead level honest with them that they think it's their thing. If they think this is like, Hey, this is really for me. I really want to do this. I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you never want to discourage anybody from their dreams, (laughs) but the thing about it is, I think you would want to encourage them to work on a project, whatever it might be, you know, for 70 hours, 60 hours a week, literally. And, when that project is or is not finished, kind of see where it is and say, are you happy with that? And then when they're done and they say, A, oh, I'm happy, you can say, that's awesome because it's not right. Do it again. Or B, oh, it could be better. I'm like, it's too late because the train has passed. Because I think, I think sometimes in general, we as humans, so I'm making it general, get into the idea of this sounds cool never knowing the real work that goes into it. That makes sense. So people think oftentimes like, you know, cause I teach a pretty full spin class at six o'clock every night. So they kind of think that, you know, that's all my plans are for the day. I'm thinking, you know, I have to bag groceries and train people and run cars and try on clothes before I can even get to work. And when I say that there's so much more involved, that's the biggest thing. There's so much more involved that, you know, People who might want to do, you know, their own business, whatever, don't know about. There's just so much more involved. So it's not, I don't mean to laugh at anybody. I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, don't we all? I mean, that's great. I mean, (laughs) but I mean, I can go on for examples on that, but I'll just leave it. That's just awesome. But there's a lot more work involved. There really, really is. So
2: I like to remind people that only about 16% of people are entrepreneurs. I'm like, I know it seems glamorous and like everyone's doing it. But look at how many people last and remember.
1: <laughs> and I've met some incredible people who are very successful and when I said, you know, here's what we're going to do, they said, "Yeah, we tried that one year. That wasn't good for us." I'm like, "Hey, I love your honesty, kid, because what they're saying is I don't want to work that hard." And that but I but I love that. I love that and that's okay. That is totally like woo because it does. It is it is a job that the phone does not stop ringing. It does not stop, you know, going off. For my clients that I have overseas, like I sing classes to, they're in a whole different time zone. So it's a whole different deal. And, you know, and those are people, they're family members of the cycle station. So therefore I'm responsible for them because, you know, so anyway, but it's just not, it's it's not as easy as it might seem on those infomercials as they say, you know, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And it takes a lot of determination, perseverance, hard work. Being able to juggle the unknown and roll with the punches.
1: And fly with the stars.
2: Definitely. So speaking of struggling, what advice would you give someone who is struggling right now to run their business and dealing with doubt or the feeling of just like feeling low?
1: Yeah. The first thing, I mean, I have many ideas. So every morning, like I try to like carve out like 45 minutes for myself. And I do it in the morning. because I'm more of a morning person where like, so I run. And I don't run with music. I don't run with like my phone. I run and it's a way for me to disconnect from everything. And that disconnection allows me to kind of think and work through what's going on. How can I make it better? And I don't necessarily solve it, but now I've been kind of thinking and processing it over. That's a huge deal. I was talking to a best friend of mine in Midland yesterday, and I noticed... What helps me, I've trusted friends. I'll talk to them about what the problem is. I'll get it just, here's the issue we're having. And no, they might not be able to solve the problem, but now I've spoken it, even speaking it out loud might make better sense to someone versus up here in my head. And you never know, they might have an idea that you never have thought of. Never, ever. Even though, you know, in our heads, we think we've solved and know all the answers. But when we have some hard stops in the road... It's okay to say to yourself or someone else, you know, a close, trusted friend, hey, what do you think of this? You know what I'm saying? And they might open the heavens of like the most knowledgeable idea, or you can end up saying, that's stupid, big boy. I'll call you next week. Anyway, you know, you just, but you never know. So yeah. that that's one piece of advice. Another piece of advice is, you know, literally kind of making a little bit of a, of a personal plan. I, and that, I know this sounds you know, some people were like, okay, well, I heard that before I did that. And other people were like, that's silly. I'm more of that silly kind of side. But the other, a couple of months ago, I wrote down a little quick plan, like on a piece of like, I think like a sticky note I found somewhere with like, you know, floral stuff on top. And I wrote down some of my plans for the next six months. And literally now in three months, I'm able to start checking some stuff off. And they weren't easy things. Let's not lie. They were not easy things. But the nice thing is I'm able to go back to that list and say, hey, I'm making some progress. Not only did I feel better about it, but I felt like, hey, maybe I am getting some stuff done. Maybe I'm pretty cool getting you know doing some stuff. Now again, I'm not making money or saving lives, kids, but at least I know I'm moving in the right direction. And that's what's so that's what's so huge, is that we as business owners do not get discouraged. And allow fear to paralyze us, but also get so downtrodden that we start going the total wrong direction. That means into the red.
2: Yes. No, thank you for that. I think that like we see so often when people are discouraged or they're down in a ditch, they forget like you are on an upward, you are on an incline. Like your patterns are showing that you're moving in the right direction. Do not allow this moment to take over. Do not allow this moment to ruin your entire plan, all your goals, all your aspirations.
1: Well, and the thing about it is, and it's no one tells you this, but starting a business, running a business, a new business, a young business, it is like pushing a big truck up a hill. And what the part that no one tells you is once you get to the top of that hill, then you got to stop and see if the son of a gun's going to run once it gets running then you got to get on the road to keep on going but you're going to hit a hill again and if you're not using the the tools from the lessons that you learned previous you can never get that car to be you know that truck to be fixed and run well that's the thing so
2: yes if you don't learn the lesson the first time life is going to teach you over and over and over again until you figure it out
1: you might not even do it perfect the second time but you want to in your business life, personal life, whatever, you do want to learn from those lessons and say, hey, that didn't work last time. And that that was a bad, bad day. I'm going to do that again. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. But it ain't easy, kid. It's not easy.
2: Awesome. Well, that was the last question. Thank you for going through the non-glamorous side of entrepreneurship with us.
1: As always, um, thank y'all for having me. That was fun. Yeah. That's good.
2: No, we love having you. The realness, it's always there. That's why an episode like this, we need someone that's not full of fluff.
1: (laughs) You can always count on realness for me. I was good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for everybody who's listening, thank you, John. When it comes to notes, we didn't have a list of steps for you guys, but just remember that at the end of the day, focus on your big picture When you reach those low points, keep on going, keep overcoming those moments, loneliness of anxiety, because those things are going to make you. Do not let them break you. Challenges and obstacles are just another hill. And once you get over that hill, you just keep going and going and going until you are gone and able to check things off your list. So thank you so much. If you guys haven't already, follow us on our Instagram, join our Facebook community and keep posted on Homegirl Hustlers. See you guys next Wednesday.